the assassin. You know I break necks, call me Jack Tate. I have no regrets while your life is fading. I'm a crazy fuck equivalent to Satan. When I'm behind the mic, I feel like the greatest. You know I break necks, call me Jack Tate. I have no regrets while your life is fading. I'm a crazy fuck equivalent to Satan. When I'm behind the mic, I feel like the greatest. What up, y'all? You're listening to Sports Talk with Trop, and I'm your host, Katie Trop. Well, man, those uh, Christmas Day games, uh, we had a couple of surprises there. Uh, one game went all the way down to the wire, but uh, for the most part, man, it was a, it was a very, very uh, surprising day full of games. So let's get right into it, <clears throat> beginning with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. And, man, shout out to that Las Vegas Raiders defense. They were talking shit all week about how they were going to uh, stop Patrick Mahomes and uh, they pretty much stopped Patrick Mahomes the best way you can. Uh, they forced him into a fumble, at which uh, they were able to run back for a touchdown. Then on the following play, he threw an interception for a touchdown. So uh, that was 14 points right there off the bat that the Raiders were able to get. They barely put any offense on the field. They didn't throw the ball, I think, like at all in the second half. They pretty much, for the most part, ran, 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 and just were able to... Uh, just uh, the, the Raiders' defense was just able to uh, hold off the Chiefs as best you can, uh, but it just was, uh, it really wasn't shocking to me, to be honest, just because uh, the, the Chiefs' offense, they are just ineffective in all ways, shapes, and forms, and if Patrick Mahomes can't do it all, and he's, he's causing those turnovers, there ain't no way they're coming back. And uh, you could just see all the drop passes, all the stupid penalties. Um, they just, they're, they're terrible in the red zone. They're not really good on third down. They're not, they can't score at will like they used to. And they just don't look good at all. I, I would not be shocked to see the Kansas City Chiefs knocked out in the first round of the, of the playoffs. I just would not be surprised. Um, if they were to go up against the Cleveland Browns today, I would take the Cleveland Browns times 10. They are just such a bad team right now. And it doesn't matter who is playing um, at quarterback, they just don't look good. But uh, shout out to the Raiders, though. They really, really put it on them defensively. And uh, also, got to say, Antonio Pierce 100% at least deserves a shot at being the head coach next year for the Raiders because you could just tell that this team really has rallied around him. The players respect him. And, uh, yes, I know it's just a small sample size, but, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot to work with. So I guess if you were able to give him – his own uh, coaching staff that he gets to choose from, his own players that he gets to choose from. I mean, he's been playing with a, a backup quarterback since he took over, and uh, <clears throat> I'm sure he would like to uh, figure out what he wants to do with his, with his own team. So it would actually be interesting to see if Antonio Pierce ends up being the coach. Um, you never know with the Raiders because they tend to uh, tend to not see those type of signs, but I just kind of feel like the way – the Raiders are playing right now with Antonio Pierce. I'd be, I, I think they would actually be pretty good uh, with him at coach if he's able to uh, build a solid team. <clears throat> then the uh, second game we had on Christmas Day was the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. This game actually started out how I thought it was going to go, just the Giants getting their asses beat. But then in the second half, they actually uh, put uh, put Tommy DeVito on the bench and put Tyrod Taylor in, Tyrod Taylor in at quarterback, and that actually did uh, change things around for them. 
uh, but uh, they just weren't able to hold the Eagles off. The Eagles got the win 33-25. to Jalen Hurts had a pretty solid day, 301 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. <clears throat> and the interception was actually a pick six, and I mean, it was, it was a pretty game-changing um, point of the game for the Giants, uh, but unfortunately, just they they were unable to really capitalize on the momentum. They got the touchdown, but then they just let the Eagles go, but right back out there and score. And it just was uh, just they they were able to you know play pretty well against the Eagles in the second half, and it looked like there there might be a chance, but then their defense just uh, just crumbled in the end, and the Eagles were able to get the win. DeAndre Swift had a good day, ninety two yards and a touchdown, and. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, the Eagles uh, get a win and end that losing streak just like they needed to. But they did not look dominating at all. They actually looked uh, pretty mediocre against a really bad Giants team. And then the Monday night football game. What an ass kicking the Baltimore Ravens served up to the San Francisco 49ers. This game was only close in the first quarter. And then the second quarter happened, and the Ravens just took off from there. And then they just dominated the entire second half. They stomped the Niners 33-19. to They forced Brock Purdy into four interceptions. They actually had five total interceptions because basically Brock Purdy was benched um, in the fourth quarter. He, uh, he got hit pretty hard, and um, it, it looked like he had suffered some type of injury. But when he came out of the tent... Uh, you, you could just tell that Kyle Shanahan's like, no, dude, just go back back to the bench, which I get because uh, kind of at that point, they were pretty much out of it. And uh, you might as well save Purdy and uh, from injury because uh, you're definitely going to need the dude for the playoffs. So they, they just had uh, Sam Darnold go in and he ended up throwing an interception at the end of the game as well. So the Ravens ended up with five total interceptions on the night. Their defense straight up dominated. Lamar Jackson just made that San Francisco 49ers defense, he he ripped them apart in every single way, shape, and form. He made the big plays when he needed to. And uh, the Ravens, they are looking like the Super Bowl team. Um, and hell, even the, the Niners started out this game looking like it was going to be a typical Niners game. And like I said, the second half is where the Ravens really started to run away with it. I mean, Christian McCaffrey had 103 yards and a touchdown, and that dude was rolling in the first half. And then, half, and then George Kittle had 126 yards, and he was also rolling in the first half. But it just really did not work out for the Niners um, in that game, and they they got beat up. Like I said, this game was not close, and uh, the Ravens look like the best team in the league. All right, and then we actually had a little bit of breaking news today. Um, Russell Wilson, the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos, has officially been benched for the last two games of the season. Uh, the Broncos actually still have playoff hopes, uh, but uh, it, it it just has looked like uh, Sean Payton just, as the season has gone on, you could just tell that he's been frustrated with Russell Wilson. He even blew up at him on the sidelines last week, and that's not anything new in the league. That's something that happens regularly. But uh, it just was very, very odd to see. And then just he got benched today. And so that that uh, basically tells us what's going to happen this offseason is uh, the Denver Broncos are going to start moving away from Russell Wilson, probably try and trade him or just end up releasing him to the free agent market. And we'll see what happens with him. I'm sure there's going to be a market for him for sure. Uh, but uh, it's just pr been uh, pretty crazy to see how Russell Wilson goes from uh, – uh, taking his team to two Super Bowls in Seattle, winning one of them, losing one of them, 
and then uh, just kind of the this, this slow downfall of his career going to the Broncos and then had a terrible season last year. Not too bad this year, actually, but, um, I mean, you could just tell he's that this team is not really rallying around him, and even though they're in playoff contention, I just kind of feel like they're ready to move on, and uh, they don't want to injure him either. Uh, they want to make sure that they get some type of uh, trade bait or something out of him, but that was uh, that was the shocking news of the day. Now moving on to the top 10 NFL power rankings for week 16. And uh, we do have a new number one this week. A little bit of shuffling here and there, but for the most part, it's pretty much the uh, same 10 teams we've been talking about for uh, the last month at least. Beginning with number one, the Baltimore Ravens. Overall record of 12-3. and three. Uh, They clinched a playoff spot this week after their big-ass win over the Niners. And uh, that, that wasn't just a win. They kicked their fucking ass. They made that team they made the Niners look like a chump squad and the Niners are one of the most talented good teams in the league and, and the Ravens just rolled right over them. They are great at every position. They are great in every way, shape and form. Their defense is just a killer. The Jadeveon Clowney is having the biggest resurgence in, in Baltimore. He's had literally having a career year, and that says a lot. The dude's been around forever and uh, basically just kind of signed with the Ravens on a win, and the guy is just going off. And uh, then you got Patrick Queen, who's having a phenomenal year. And just overall, this defense, they're, they're getting at the quarterback. They lead the league in sacks. They're getting the turnovers, and they are just making – opposing quarterbacks run for their lives they're killing it then on the offensive side of things Lamar Jackson is having the best season he's ever had yes he he won the MVP a few years ago but that was all stats and numbers this is him elevating his game to mostly becoming a pocket passer only running when he needs to and he is accurate as fuck and he's turning these these receivers into greatness and uh, they they're they're on like their third running back of the season and they are they still lead the league in rushing um, he, Zay Flowers is, is just, has just been improving as the season goes on. And then you also have OBJ who of course isn't the same guy he used to be, but he's always able to break out and make some big plays when necessary. And it's just crazy to see what this team's doing. And then you turn to the special teams side of things and uh, they have one of the greatest kickers of all time and Justin Tucker, who's extremely reliable. So you got that there. And then to top it off, they're great when in kickoff returns and punt returns. They've even won an overtime game with a punt return for, with, for a TD. So, and then a great coach in Harbaugh. So this team to me is the front runner for the Super Bowl. Um, I, Honestly, uh, if the Dallas Cowboys were going up against them, I'd be shitting my pants right now and not really happy about it. But uh, this this Ravens team, they they bullied the Niners. They bullied them. They did not just win. They bullied one of the toughest teams in the league. They bullied them. Then at number two on my top 10 NFL power rankings, the San Francisco 49ers. Overall record of 11-4. and four. Uh, they, they obviously didn't fall far. They lost to a good team. Um, but overall, this is one of the best teams in the league. They, they have so much going on, and it's kind of funny to me how things change week to week uh, with the majority of the media members when it comes to, like, MVP and kind of how they're feeling, certain players, and uh, now now Brock Purdy's trash, apparently, to everybody, which is just hilarious to me because it's like they've been singing his praises all season long, and then he has one bad game, and then all of a sudden he's the worst quarterback ever. Now, for me, I've been waiting it out with him because I like to let people's careers, you know, shape and form and so far uh, he's he's looked pretty solid not not ready to crown him the next Tom Brady of the league but no he he's 
He looks good. He's able to carry this talented-ass team, but he still has a ways to go. So I'm not going to crown him the greatest of all time, but I'm also not going to say he needs to go. This is obviously the Niners quarterback. He should remain the Niners quarterback. And um, I just I just kind of felt like his benching um, in the fourth quarter of the last game was more just like, we don't need you throwing another interception. You're obviously having a bad game. We also don't need you getting hurt again. So let's just go ahead and sit you down. We'll put Darnold in. <clears throat> Fully capable quarterback. And they weren't winning anyways. One thing about the Niners, though, is they are terrible when they are behind. Um, as a matter of fact, Kyle Shanahan has never won a game where he is down more than eight points. So that is a problem with the Niners. If they if they are down, don't expect them to come back. So uh, that's really their only weakness. But other than that, still one of the best teams in the league. Then at number three on my top 10 NFL power rankings at the Philadelphia Eagles, overall record of 11-4. and four. Uh, To me, they're still a contender, to be quite honest, with the way the NFC is and with uh, just the teams that may make it and just kind of the way I see things going. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Now, I don't think they're the best team in the NFC, and I don't think they're the best team in the league, and I really don't think they're a Super Bowl-bound team. But if you really just look at it and all the opponents and the way the NFC is shaping out, it's like if they go up against an NFC South team, they're going to kick their ass. If they, uh, they, you know, they played a close game against the Seahawks. I just kind of look at the the Eagles and I go, they're still a legit squad. And uh, even though I want them to fail, it's uh, I, I still see what I see. And um, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them roll right through the playoffs because they've been here before. Uh, but also at the same time, wouldn't be shocked if they're out in like the divisional round, depending on who they face. But still a good squad and uh, had to move them up this week because uh, everybody else is kind of eh compared to them. Then at number four in my top 10 NFL power rankings, had to drop my Dallas Cowboys down. Uh, overall record of 10 and 5. They lost a close one this week. Uh, the, a couple of the uh, problems I'm noticing with the Cowboys as of late is uh, the, the ground attack has just been terrible. Tony Pollard is not a number one running back. Um, I'm glad we franchised him so we could kind of experiment with whether or not he's going to be the dude. And I'm not saying get rid of him. But uh, we definitely need to take care of the running back position in the offseason. That is for sure. Um, and I don't blame us leaving or uh, getting rid of Zeke, by the way. If Zeke were here, he'd probably be injured uh, or we'd be in the same, same boat. He's, he's past his prime. He ain't doing his thing anymore. So it's not that we got rid of Zeke. It's just that we put all our chips in on Pollard, as we honestly should have, because, you know, his, his resume speaks for itself. It's just we weren't aware of that. He's more just a... He's, uh, he's more of a second running back guy. Very talented, very good, but uh, he obviously cannot carry the load, and that's shown. And that's the major problem with the offense is we can't just rely on the passing attack. If that's if C.D. Lamb's getting double covered and uh, Dak's unable to get it, he's getting rushed, and the offensive line isn't able to block for him, well, the ground attack has to get going at some point, and there has yet to really be a game other than, I think, week one against the Giants where – we really haven't done shit on the ground, and uh, we need to improve there. And I don't, I don't see that change in here anytime soon. And then the problem I'm seeing with the defense as of late is it's really difficult for them to stop the run, and uh, they really need to, uh, they need to step it up in that in that area. They really actually haven't looked like the same defense as they started out as the season. Not saying they lost a step. I still think they're 
they're good, but it's just uh, th- those are the two things I've noticed is the ground attack on both sides of the ball. They really are not stepping it up. They're, they're getting run over. I mean, they got run over by James Cook in Buffalo a couple weeks ago. And so, obviously, that, what I'm saying about the defense is true. And then, of course, like I said about the, the running back position with Pollard, I mean, he hasn't done anything. So, uh, those are the problems I see with the Cowboys. It's not Dak. I'm sorry, all you Dak haters who feel like you have to blame him for everything. But uh, both Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are doing fantastic jobs this season. And uh, it is not on them as why as to why we are, are losing some of these games. <clears throat> and... Uh, who cares? We're still a talented team, and anything can happen in the postseason. Then at number five on my top ten NFL power rankings of the Detroit Lions, overall record of 11-4. and four. Uh, They finally clinched a playoff spot this week. Um, they actually clinched their division for the first time since 1993, so that's a big accomplishment for them. And, uh, I mean, they're just a really talented team. It's just they, their questions are uh, in the secondary. They tend to get blown up, so if they face a... a, a, a high-powered offensive team um, in the playoffs, it's probably going to be a problem. So uh, we'll see how uh, how things progress for them. But uh, they did clinch a playoff spot. Very talented team. Uh, great offensive line. Great defensive line. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Lions as, as uh, we get closer to the playoffs. Then at number six on my top 10 NFL power rankings of the Miami Dolphins, overall record of 11-4. and four. Uh, they, To me, I just don't really believe in them. Yes, I know they uh, they beat my Cowboys this week, but they barely beat my Cowboys. And uh, honestly, the Cowboys really beat themselves. Had the Cowboys not fumbled that on that first drive at the one-yard line, um, things probably would have turned out differently in this game. But I digress. That doesn't matter. But the Dolphins, to me, they still haven't proven anything. I kind of feel like if they go up against a, a solid team um, in the playoffs, they could be potentially one and done um, or just done in the divisional round. And um, they do have a high-powered offense, but if you take a look at it, <clears throat> it actually hasn't been uh, – they didn't score a lot last week. As a matter of fact, they only scored one touchdown last week. Uh, so they didn't look uh, looked at fantastic um, against a really good defense, and that's been the uh, – the same theme for them all season long. They go up against a good defense, <clears throat> and they're pretty much uh, ineffective offensively. Then at number seven on my top 10 NFL power rankings at the Buffalo Bills, overall record of nine and six. They are a surging team, and it's really funny to me to uh, see other, other people's power rankings because, man, there's some people who really got them um, way at the top. But for me, they, they haven't clinched a playoff spot. They've been way too up and down, and hell, they barely beat the Chargers last week. The, the thing with the Bills that I notice is they are strong in the first half. Then you hit the second half, and if they win, it's really just because their defense was able to hold on and they were able to just make the few plays they needed to, or they don't win. And um, this game against the Chargers, they barely got that. Now, good for them. They got it, and they needed that win. But uh, to me, there's still a lot of questions about them, and I wouldn't be shocked if they made the playoffs, and I wouldn't be shocked if they were one and done as well. Now, I also wouldn't be shocked to see them play well in the playoffs because they do have a good defense. They do have Josh Allen. It's just they have yet to really find an identity and have any type of consistency. So that's why they're lower on my top 10 at, uh, on my top 10 power rankings as opposed to most other people. I saw some people have them at three, at one, and I'm just like, come on now. Uh, while yes, they are surging and getting hot at the right time, they are not a top five team. 
Then at number eight on my top 10 NFL power rankings, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Overall record of nine and six. And this team keeps face planting into the playoffs. And that's not what you want. Um, And this team doesn't get better. Like everybody keeps thinking that, oh yeah, the Chiefs are going to get better. Oh yeah, the Chiefs are finally going to catch fire. Oh yeah, the Chiefs are going to do this. And then every single week they keep dropping passes. And then you have the game for Patrick Mahomes this week where he has two turnovers for 14 points. You can't have that from the only dude on the team who's really doing anything at this point. Um, he still has some crazy plays. I mean, there was there was one touchdown he threw um, against the Raiders where they should have sacked his ass. They literally had their arms wrapped around him. He got right out of it through the touchdown. So he still, of course, has the Mahomes magic. But all these dudes are dropping passes, all the stupid penalties. They're terrible in the red zone, which is just crazy to even say. And then you could just see the frustration boiling over on the sideline each and every week, even when they've won. Um, they are yelling at each other and they're throwing their helmets and just throwing the world's biggest temper tantrums on the sideline. And so to me, the Chiefs are just falling further and further down. And I keep saying it, I would not be shocked to see the Chiefs one and done in the playoffs because um, judging from where they're at, let me see where they're at in the uh, the playoff standings, uh, they would be playing the Buffalo Bills right now in the playoff standings. And uh, we already saw Buffalo beat them once. I'm pretty sure they could do it again just because Kansas City has not been able to get it going in any way, shape, or form. They are not impressive. They are not scary. And um, there are many teams, uh, obviously, there are seven teams above them that I actually think would beat them um, on any given Sunday. Then at number nine on my top 10 NFL power rankings, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Overall record of eight and seven. Offensively, this team has been on fire ever since uh, Kyron Williams came back from injury. He's been uh, either over 100 yards or about 90-ish yards per game uh, since he got back. And then uh, you got Matthew Stafford, who is still lighting him up. And then you also have Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup on the outside. These guys are unstoppable, so it's just like, who can you stop when they are that that hot? And then defensively, they're actually holding it down and doing what they need to do. So the Rams, I'm actually not surprised at this uh, late-season surge just because I, I just... You know, Matthew Stafford's just a very good quarterback. They're a very well-coached team. And they, they're only a couple years removed from winning the Super Bowl. So it's not like this is the worst team on the planet. Um, and I just feel like come playoff time, if they make the playoffs, this is a team I would not be shocked to see upset somebody in the wild card round and maybe even beyond. And then rounding out my top 10 NFL power rankings, the Cleveland Browns, overall record of 10 and 5, which is a better record than the Kansas City Chiefs, right? by the way, right now, which is really shocking to say. And quite honestly, I was really almost close to putting the Chiefs behind the Rams and the Browns because I actually do think the Rams and the Browns could beat them. But I didn't want to be that disrespectful. But I do actually think both the Rams and Browns could beat them. Um, and I, 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 just, I just see it. Um, but, uh, anyways, the Browns, they are flying high. Their defense has been fantastic from start to finish. Uh, but as I keep saying, Joe Flacco, that guy, he came right off the couch and he is just playing great each and every week and just giving this team hope. And, uh, I just won't be surprised if they make the playoffs. I mean, it looks like they're right in line. Even if they lose these next two games, I feel like the Browns are a shoe in for the playoffs. And uh, with Flacco, he's great in the playoffs. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they also um, upset some teams' days in uh, the wild card round for sure. Now moving on to the uh, playoff picture and where we're at 
we are at the last two weeks of the regular season. How crazy is that? Uh, we have no more Monday night football games just because of the way the uh, the season lines up this year. Um, every New Year's Day is always designated for the college football playoff. And since uh, New Year's Day lands on Monday this year, <clears throat> they decided to move Monday night football's team to Saturday night football. Uh, that's going to be the Detroit at the Dallas Cowboys game. Uh, so there's going to be no more Monday night football games uh, for the rest of the season. And uh, this week's the last Thursday night football game. So it's just crazy how fast football season runs through. And here we are the last two weeks of the season. So let's see where we're at with the playoff picture and who's already in and who is just hanging on to a playoff spot. Beginning with the AFC, number one seed, Baltimore Ravens. They have clinched a playoff spot. Number two seed, the Miami Dolphins. They have also clinched a playoff spot. And those are the only two teams in the AFC right now who have clinched a playoff spot. Right now, the number three seed is the Kansas City Chiefs, and the number four seed is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, those are the four division leaders. And then the wild card spots right now, number five seed, the Cleveland Browns, number six seed, the Buffalo Bills, and the number seven seed, the, Indian, the Indianapolis Colts. And then we have the <clears throat> Houston Texans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos, all on the outside looking in. Um, right now... <clears throat> Jacksonville Jaguars are at 8-7. and seven. Indianapolis is at 8-7. and seven. Houston, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati are all eight, at 8-7. Eight and seven. And then Vegas and Denver are at 7-8. and eight. So those last couple of wild, spot, wild card spots are absolutely up for grabs. And then, of course, the, uh, the AFC South, three teams are stuck at 8-7 and seven right now. So anybody could still win that division and anybody could sneak in those uh, last couple of playoff spots. Um, I pretty much think Cleveland's got that uh, number five spot locked down. Like I said, if they lose these next two two games, that that puts them at uh, ten and seven. So that's still, I, I kind of feel like they're they're there even if they lose. But I don't even expect them to lose their next two games. As a matter of fact, but that's how we're looking on the AFC side of things here. Turning to the NFC, we the number one seed still the San Francisco 49ers, who have uh, won their division. Uh, the, the number two seed, the Philadelphia Eagles, they've clinched a playoff spot. The number three seed is the Detroit Lions, who have also won their division. Number four seed, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so that is the those are the four division leaders. And then the wild card spots right now, the uh, number five spot, the Dallas Cowboys, they have clinched a playoff spot. Number six seed, the Los Angeles Rams. And the number seven seed, the Seattle Seahawks. With the Minnesota Vikings, the Atlanta Falcons, Green Bay Packers, and the New Orleans Saints all on the outside looking in. Right now, if you uh, the, look at it, the uh, Buccaneers are 8-7, and seven, the Rams are 8-7, and seven, the Seahawks are 8-7, and seven, and then the uh, teams on the outside, Minnesota, Atlanta, Green Bay, and New Orleans are all 7-8. and eight. So those last two wild card spots are definitely up for grabs. And then the uh, NFC South um, is also up for grabs because uh, Tampa is at 8-7, and seven, and Atlanta and New Orleans are at seven and eight. So anything can happen right there. We do it, you know, we already have four playoff spots spoken for. So there's only three left in the NFC and uh, it's going to be a battle until, uh, until the last week. That's for damn sure. And moving on to the uh, last Thursday night football game of the season, which is a terrible ass matchup. Uh, speaking of the Cleveland Browns, it's going to be the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. Right now, the Browns are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, and as I said, I don't expect the Browns to lose the last two games. Um, and they're playing the Jets, um, and the Jets are one of the worst teams in the league. I actually feel like uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to roll in this game. 
Uh, I pretty much see them doing what they've done um, the last month and uh, just dominate on defense. And while the Jets do have a solid defense, I just kind of feel like the Jets have probably uh, mentally packed up for the rest of the season, and uh, they just really they can't score any points, and they're just an absolutely atrocious team. Whereas the Browns, fighting for a playoff spot, I feel like they want to go into the playoffs hot. And you got Joe Flacco, who's on fire right now. So I have the Cleveland Browns rolling 28-10. to 10. All right, y'all, enjoy the rest of the week of sports, and I will talk to you fools on Friday.